This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For I'm sportsman like <laughs> Didn't he flip off uh what's his name? Yeah, he did. Didn't he fucking gave them a little figure. Um <laughs> I said Matt Gay, the kicker from the Rams, he got a $5,500 or $5,500 fine for having too short of pants. Oh, yeah. Because really? yeah, yeah. they were above the knee. Oh, and then did you see him come out with pants that like go all the way down to his ankles? <laughs> Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> Wearing like baseball That's pants. Funny. That's funny. All right. Well, we are live at Game Day Sports Bar in Appleton. We have Simon, Brian, and myself all in one place at one time. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Packers versus Vikings game last weekend. Not the not the best game to watch, or, yeah. but um, um, so we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna preview the Packers Bears matchup for tonight, which is on Sunday Night Football. So, I mean, we can kind of try and get the the ugly part out of the way at least. So we'll start yeah. with we'll start with the Packers which offense part? against the Vikings defense from last week. And uh, Brian, what did you see from the Packers off against against the Vikings? Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Um, <laughs> it was rough. Um, I think me and Tyler talked about it before the game. Once we found out Jenkins and Bakhtiari were going to be out, that it probably was definitely swinging in the Vikings' favor. I thought we would still keep it closer than we did, but Aaron Rodgers uh, was under pressure all game. And uh, one thing you know with Aaron Rodgers is once he gets under pressure, he does he can tend to get happy feet. Um, so. The pass blocking was pretty atrocious. Um, and then uh, we didn't run the ball. I don't know why we didn't run the ball more. We we were averaging 6.7 or 6.5 yards it per carry. Like that happens every time they get into a situation where they're in, like, when they feel like they're in a blowout situation or it feels like it's going to be, that the run just gets abandoned so early in games. Yeah, Matt LaFleur has a tendency to get away from his game plan really quickly. Uh, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. As soon as they go down, they think they have to throw their way back into it. And this year, that's just not their strength. It not are not right away. Maybe later in the year when they get more comfortable, it will be. Um, not but without the perceived wide receiver one exactly. out of the game. Well, Lazard will hopefully be playing tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit, but hopefully that will help get things going. And really, this is a game of – it was a game of, like, two plays that could have completely changed it. If Christian yeah. Watson catches that ball, it changes the mood. Like, instantly, they one of the things that they need to improve on is their body language. As soon as something goes bad, they just – you can see it on the bench and they have, it's like they don't have any adversity and they can't come back from it. Last time I really seen some adversity is when we were down 20 to nothing against the bears and we came back at halftime. So what do you see Simon? Pretty much all of that. I think that stuff on uh, the AJ Dillon fourth down and one or Aaron Rodgers said he probably could have pulled it and walked that thing in. Yeah. Those two plays really killed. I think the mood, it seemed like they had some success moving the ball down the field at times, but it was really inconsistent. Um, with how the Packers offense normally operates. Um, a lot of, it felt like a lot of like three and outs and the fumble after halftime just seemed like killed our whole offensive game plan. I agree. If we, if we, if Christian Watson catches that and Andy J. Dillon pushes that in, I'm not saying we win the game, but I'm saying it's, you know, 21 to 23. Uh, so, and, and 
uh, it's a much more competitive game. But Am I think I the we'll, only one that thought it looked like Rogers' knee was down on that fumble. I, no, I, think I, I watched it yeah. and I I watched the replay because I kept looking. I was like, it looked like he got twisted down and came out. It definitely came out. The, yeah, it, the it initial the out. initial look made it seem like his yeah. knee was down, but then they showed another angle and it was already coming out. By the yeah. time his I mean, knee it was the, down, it's called on the field that way too. It's not getting over. Yeah, was that the same uh, play that like Myers was blocking one of our offensive linemen? That's yeah. pretty much how the night the day went, right? Um, Vikings earned that win. They kicked our asses, and we'll have to uh, return that favor when they come to Lambeau. Yeah, plain I feel, and simple. I feel like I've said this before. I think the Jake Hansen experiment is over. Yeah, that, like he's just not an NFL quality starting lineman. Maybe as like a halfway decent backup that can hold his own, but yeah, it seemed like um, it just wasn't it wasn't there. Yeah. Um. So we can switch it to you know the Vikings, the Vikings offense and the Packers defense. Um. I'll just start it with this. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with giving credit where it's due. Like, the Vikings yeah. will have a good offense this season. Yep. Arguably Top arguably five. better than the Packers' offense. Yeah. Oh, um, I agree. And, yeah, I, I do agree with you, Brian, that they do have top five upside with the combination of Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, just those two alone. And Kirk Cousins is a pretty efficient uh, a pretty efficient quarterback. Like, he's, he's not quite lo- like Rodgers level efficient. But he's he's a very efficient quarterback. He's a very he's a good quarterback. Um, he's definitely underrated. Yeah. And one of the things that I have as something that the, the Packers can improve on is um, their pass rush getting home a little yeah. quicker. It seemed like four or five times that Preston Smith was like one step away from like getting a sack. And the Packers yep. actually did have a lot of quarterback hits in this game. Eight. Just, yeah, eight quarterback hits and just, they just didn't result. And you got to give some credit sacks. to Kirk Cousins. He got the ball out so quickly. That's yeah. something Aaron Rodgers didn't do. Aaron Rodgers came out after the game and said, I need to get rid of the ball. And that led to like the four sacks where we only got uh, the one on, was it one, right? Yeah, one, one on Gary, the, that Gary got yeah. on Kirk Cousins. It's because Kirk Cousins was getting the ball out so fast. It doesn't help that their wide receivers were open instantly. But I, I feel like that's but, still pretty good. Eight quarterback hits when he's getting the yeah. ball out that fast. And Jeff, Justin Jefferson was open all game. And, and we didn't bring much pressure. It was a lot of four-man Yeah, a lot of four-man rushes. So. Where they drop Quay in the coverage. So I will say this. The Packers defense, everyone's hating on them this week. They mm-hmm. actually played pretty good. Other than the, their refusal, Barry's refusal to change from zone yeah, and just yeah. put jaw on Jefferson, after he puts up, what, 140 – whatever yeah. yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did good against him in the second half, and we yeah, actually – we out – like, we won the second half if you go to uh, score. Granted, they were running the ball more. Right. But, you, yeah, we gave up 23 points, but on the field goal drive, there's actually negative five yards that the defense produced on that drive mm-hmm. from when after Aaron Rodgers fumbled. So they yeah. pushed him back five yards, and he still just drilled a 56-yard. Yeah, that field so, goal was impressive. Yeah. That, that's a big leg. That's not, yeah. I don't, that's something I don't think Crosby can so do. Anymore. I actually liked the, the second drive that the Vikings had. First down, uh, Preston Smith got a stop on first down. Second down, Quay Walker had a big hit on second down. And yep. then third down was the Rashawn Gary sack, yep. which I asked you guys right away in the, the chat that we're in. I'm like, like, did you see how the Packers got yep. that sack? And it was Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary lined up on the same side. Yeah. And then Clark out wide on yeah. the other side. I love the, the way they changed it up. But so, they have the personnel to do that, which is the exciting thing. They have the personnel to be able to put three pass rushers or four pass rushers on the same side of the ball and overwhelm the offensive line, which I think is going to be something when we talk about the Bears game that's going to play into the Packers' favor. So it's um, hard. It's hard to be over opti- overly optimistic when you lose. But if you think about it, we just talked about the, the Vikings. Very likely are going to be a top five defense offense in this league. We went 
in there and gave up essentially 20 points in the first game of the season without seeing their offense. No one's seen their offense yet under Kevin O'Connell. So, right. so the fact that I, I'm okay with that. If they change to a actually playing some man zone and help on their best player, Jefferson, we talked about it in the preview the week before. Yeah, we, I, I said make them beat us with throwing it, but I also didn't think we were just going to leave Jefferson open the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, I just think it was all part of a bad game plan. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and it got games. The green script flipped so quickly. Yeah, that yeah, after I think I think even just the drop on its own made it feel like like a little bit of panic. Yeah, and you know, with us being the way that we are, we talk about it, it's like it's one week. Like it's really easy to say, obviously in the first week of the season, but um, it's really easy to say that you know it's just one game. Packers can move on from it. Um, you know, we can look at it, but, um, Luke, we're going to talk about Packers bears, uh, after we finish doing some, um, some, uh, Packers Vikings recap, but, you know, looking at the offensive line, it's obvious that that needs to improve. Um, having, having guys healthy would be a big deal for that. Um, Watson just made a couple rookie mistakes, you know, it's not a, yeah, but even with the rookie mistakes, I think he's still, he was still out there for most of the game, right? Yeah, he, he ran the he most was routes. The second yeah. most yeah. routes behind Rockins. Oh, okay. Yeah, second most uh, routes behind Rockins. So it's not like the Packers have completely given up on him, mm-hmm. but that does bode to Aaron Rodgers too. Is even after that drop, he still has to continue to try to go right. to him. Yeah, I mean he he knows that he has to be a little patient with these younger guys. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people questioning like why isn't Rodgers firing guys up on the sideline? That's that's something that Rodgers could potentially look at doing is being a little bit better is is encouraging players during games. Yeah. Because like you hear him talk during the week and during training camp, it's like he's all like these guys are doing great. They're asking questions, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing good things. And then like during the game, he kind of goes into you know, these are all of my expectations. Meet them during the game, and I'll encourage you during the week. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how it feels. With I, I love Aaron Rodgers, but it, it, when he has crappy body language on the sidelines yeah. and he looks like he's just defeated, it brings the whole team down because he is the heart of the team, right? I so, mean, that's just not the way he is either. Yeah. Though. Like, he's not one of those rah rah guys, and that, not everyone, is not fine, everyone has to be. Either. Have some optimism. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So on that topic, I mean, speaking about positive things, like. Watson, despite dropping that pass, he ran a perfect route. Oh, he, he took out Patrick he, Peterson. Yeah, like that's cooked him. Um, Romeo Dobbs, like actually a pretty solid game. Yeah, like four for thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, and the run, like the run game. He had a drop yeah, too, though. The run game looked good for most of the game. Um, one really encouraging thing is only one penalty on each side of the ball. Yep. So that's that was really encouraging to see. And um, the the change are going to come off Robert Tunyon before too long. I think he was on a snap count. So and yeah. you could see that Rogers wanted to go to him more. Even it kind of hurt us a little bit when he tried to. I mean, the game was lost, but when he tried to force that one touchdown to him on fourth and one, you yeah, like to see him just get, get the first the down there. But he tried to force it into him because he's so comfortable with Robert Tunyon. I mean, that, uh, Eric Kendricks, I believe it was on that play, just made a gorgeous yeah play back it. to the def- um, uh, to defend it. But and then the other thing I wanted to say was. The Vikings were three for ten on third down. Yeah. Oh wow. That's that's something that I harped on yeah. a lot during the last two Packers seasons is um, the Packers needing to be better on third downs. But so I know it's going to be kind of hard to find three stars of this game and an underrated performer. But um, Simon, do you got do you have three stars from this game you wanted to point out? Yeah. So uh, first guy I got, I think is very obviously AJ Dillon. I think. I think we probably all have him. Yep, I have AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, it seemed like he was at moments like the only guy that actually came out and looked like he had some sort of heart in this game. 
Um, he was pretty efficient, 10 for 45, and then he had a touchdown as well. He had a few catches too. Uh, so I'll give that. Do you want to rotate or you just want to do all three? You just do all three. Okay. Um, Gary, he had five pressures in the sack. He was second in pressures on the team. Um, and then the last guy I got is Quay Walker. He, I, I feel like he showed some stuff. I think he had like some decent hits out there before he got injured. And it sounds like he'll be back for tonight's game. Courtney said, have fun at the game tonight, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so, Brian, give me your give me your three. So stars. I had um, AJ Dillon. Obviously, yeah, there's he showed a lot of heart, a lot of power. There's like, I think the one he caught a ball and he like ran someone over and he yeah. made it first down on the third down. Yeah, that was Kendrick. Kendrick. He, he ran over. He ran. He, and it sucks that he didn't make it on the fourth and one on that goal line. But that was a blown play. Aaron Rodgers came out and said afterwards he shouldn't have handed that ball out. No one, the blocking was wrong. No one blocked Z. Yep. So AJ Dillon, he well, Flores said that was designed though. He was designed yeah. to be unblocked because they were going away from so, that side okay, of the so, ball. So. And Aaron took uh, um, blame for not making the right read yep, there. Right. And then um, I also have Quay Walker. He, he was flying around. I think on the play he got hurt is one where he just absolutely smoked Dalvin Cook, yeah. and you could hear the hit. Like, what, what am I looking at? <laughs> got a proposal live on camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Again, awesome. I already did that twelve years ago. Um, <laughs> so, but so Quay Walker was flying to the edge. It was great to see that speed, um, and then. Kenny Clark. I had Kenny Clark yeah. um, because he was blowing up the middle, and you could see that he was moving around. I know he didn't get the sack, but you could see that he was he was having his way up the middle. And so I, I mean, I, before we they pulled away, they really didn't produce all that well running the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. so on that, he led the team in pressures with uh, I think six. That's good. So I also had AJ Dillon. I had Quay Walker. He had eight tackles before he got injured. Yeah. Um, he is expected to play today. He was practicing all week, so he should be good to go. The other guy you guys didn't have, surprisingly, is I have Devondre Campbell on my list. Oh, that was uh, a good one, too. He had 11 tackles. Several of them were at the line of scrimmage, and he had one tackle for loss. So I also threw Devondre Campbell. It's probably Campbell. that we just expected from him now. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I was, I was excited to see Quay. Yeah, I was around. pretty. Yeah. And just like there's a couple times, I think it was on the third down or second down, where he cut to the edge and he's like, it was a two yard gain. Yep. It's just like, man, we don't see that. We've seen that from Campbell, but we haven't seen that. When Barnes was in there, yeah. which I hope I'm glad Barnes is okay. He yeah. was playing a good game. They he was playing so well. I think they actually changed up some of their like they were doing a lot of three linebacker sets because mm-hmm. they wanted him on the field because he was playing yep. well. So hopefully he's healthy, gets back. I know I don't even think he probably needed to go on IR, but I think they just needed the spot. Right. So they probably they put him on IR. To I mean, their spot pre- they were predicting like at least four weeks. Okay, so I yeah, mean, you put him on IR. Yeah. That's that's I four weeks. Four. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are usually like six week injuries. Yeah. So. Um, so do you guys have I'll let all Brian go first? Mm-hmm. Do you have an underrated performer in this game? You know the game is bad when I wrote my underrated performer is Pat O'Donnell. Oh, you <laughs> fucker. No way. Damn it. No way. <laughs> so, Pat O'Donnell. Uh, oh, you're dick. He, he, all of his punts are really good. If Ford makes that one tackle, every single one of his punts is inside the 20. And if you watch it, he was pressured a lot. So um, I'm sorry I stole your underrated performer. I guess you should have went to me first. I said it for all really the same Brian. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he actually played pretty well. Um, the one field goal kick there was, I mean, for the extra point, there was no issues there. So that's nice to see. And it's it's crazy because all of us were concerned about special teams going into the game. They, they, they actually game. played the yeah. best yeah. out of the, out out of the, the three. three so, so. <laughs> Hopefully that continues tonight. Um, 
and because we'll need it to. But yeah, Pat O'Donnell hunted great. I mean, if so. we don't have to punt, I'd be okay with that. That's true, true, true. All right, yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that as well. Uh, Simon, you have an underrated performance. Uh, I got Yash Simon. I think he played a pretty All solid right. game. Uh, I don't think he had, uh, let up a sack. I think he had one pressure, and that was kind of it. Like, he had a pretty quiet night, but that's what you like to see out of a left tackle. Yeah, um, it's a good one. We got the we got the Bryant fan section going on in the comments right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went also with Pat O'Donnell. Like like we said, there's a lot of complaints about the offense, a lot of complaints about the defense too. Um, special teams was actually okay. So with the four punts that Pat O'Donnell had. Vikings only had seven return yards. Yep. That's out of four punts. So and it all came on that one broken tackle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's not something that's going to be fixed within a week, but you know, it's potentially be improving. Cause like I said, even if we go from 30 seconds a middle of the pack with the special teams and, yeah. and Richard Sacha being there, yep. that's a hundred percent improvement from where yeah. they were a year ago. Insane. Um which and we were all concerned about. We talked about it coming out of preseason. We're yep. like, "Oh my gosh, this doesn't look good." And the one hope was that, well, a lot of the people that were playing on special teams are now cut. Well, that was the case, and a lot of them played really well. And when you start seeing people like um, Eric folks lining up as gunners and stuff, you know they're taking it seriously. Yeah. I thought Keon uh, Nixon had a really good game mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, I he's think okay he just too. his shoulder probably popped yeah. out a little bit, and he popped it back in, and they just you know let him let him heal up so he, he's a full gold but it was good to see too. special teams all stay in their lanes and not yep. over pursue one way or another and leave a hole i feel like that was uh probably the best part yeah so you guys i'm sure saw when rogers went to go and block zadarius smith and, <laughs> and the two of them are joking around with each other yeah. so like i just want to bring up a couple things before he switch like at the end of the day like it's a game yeah, yeah. like these you know these guys are you know we might be packers fans or vikings fans or bears fans but at the end of the day, we're all watching the NFL, yeah. mm-hmm. so we have something in common. Hey, respect to Z for not absolutely destroying Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, there. Right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers made fun of himself because he's like, I had trouble standing up afterwards because he was trying to get up and talk crap to Z in his face. But they said after Z did say after the game that he told him basically um, that you're a quarterback and you know do your role. And then Aaron Rodgers had nothing to say about Z, so yeah. it was all in good fun. But I don't know that they're buddy buddy. But you can see that he at least is trying to have fun and. and I mean, the game was lost at that point. He wasn't being a sourpuss about it, so it was nice to see him do that. Um, on the subject of being a sourpuss, so here's here's the <laughs> thing. So we know that Packers fans are, I would say, the best in the world. You know, there's arguments to be made for other teams, but like I know we've gotten comments from like we've gotten comments from like Costa Rica and Ireland yeah. and yeah. Brazil. Oh, yeah. People commentating. Like, I mean, there's hey, go Packers pack, bars in here. Paris. There's ones yeah. in New York. There's London, like everywhere. Like, London. So, like, yeah. I mean, we know that there's fans all over the all over the world. If your first impulse or instinct after something goes bad is to run to social media and complain, picture being that Packer fan that doesn't know a lot of other Packers fans and yeah. relies on these groups and social media to mingle with other Packers fans. And the first thing you see after a game like that is negativity and negativity and negativity. And then you have the three of us and, and Jake telling people to relax. It's one yeah. game. No Lazard, no two healthy offensive linemen. Like, just relax. That one game is like five point something percent of the season. Yeah. And I literally was seeing people comment, well, the season's gone. The season's I can't wait win. till basketball starts. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's one loss. We, we talked to you last week about the fact that the Packers are going to split against the Minnesota Vikings yep. a lot of the time. That is like 75% of the time they split every yep. season. It's very rare that we sweep each other because of the rivalry. I know yeah. Bears are the big rivalry, but let's be honest. The Vikings have been the competitive yeah, ones the, over the last decade. The Vikings decade have been the better team than the so, Bears. I had a starting. I'll never pick against the Vikings, or excuse me, the Packers, because I'm very superstitious. But I have a starting 
I had us coming into the season starting like five and three or whatever before yeah. we kind of yeah. start playing better. So it's not like a huge surprise to me. Yeah. Um, our our back just, half of the schedule is yeah. a lot easier in our front and, half. And it's not that we lost that bothers me. It's just that we like didn't show up. It's yeah. almost to the point. Yeah. But even so, still, that's not a, but that's yeah, not a reason I, I'm not to be gonna, so strongly, yeah. I'm not gonna bury so the season. strongly negative about it. We all wait, what, seven months to – all right. like we literally talk about it all year long. Like, can't wait for football to start and to just bury the season got, after one game is this ridiculous. This is all full of just draft prep on its own. I'm like yep. we did obviously the consensus projections and stuff like that. We've done all the off season shows and stuff like that. Like it's it's way too early in the season. I'm to sorry, be I watched this team go, go four and six, and yeah, Aaron Rodgers say we're gonna run the, the table game. and then go to the NFC Championship game. Okay, like until we're eliminated, we're not eliminated. Yeah, and none of us. None of the four of us predicted the Packers to go 17 and all. Nope. And Brian, when you and I went live on Sunday morning, we we're like, this is going to be a tough game that the Packers could have lost even at full strength. Yep. Because, like we said, the Vikings have a very respectable offense. If I'm a Vikings fan, I'm not shoot, like I'm happy we won, but I would should have. You should have expected putting that. myself in the Super Bowl. After yeah, you one, should expect that win. I even you, predicted you, the loss. Yeah. If you, yeah, that's true. You yeah, so we were picking loss. our yeah. game. You because picked, because of yeah. this reason, offense yeah. gets off to a slow start. Defense has some issues. It was the same as watching week one last year. We, we yeah. could tell the guys we were missing that we missed them. Yeah. yeah. But, all right, so let's let's flip the script a little bit. Let's go from what to improve. Let's talk about how to improve. So, for me, it's the offensive line. It's it's mainly about getting healthy. Yep. Um, yep. Ryan's going to do an injury report after this. Um, as far as zone defense is concerned, I think it just comes down to better communication yep. on the zone defense. Yeah. That's, that's how it seemed that Justin Jefferson got so wide open on some of the plays that he was open on. Um, and then the pass rush, getting home quicker. Like we mentioned it, like just giving credit to Kirk Cousins for he, he gets rid of the ball. Yeah. Um, even if it was a, a tight end in the flat that Quay Walker just immediately swallowed for a one-yard gain, a one-yard gain is a better than a five-yard loss. Yeah. Um, or just an incompletion out of bounds. So I don't know if you guys have anything you wanted to add. Yeah. To those. One of the things I noticed was, and it's probably because we're still getting comfortable, but Aaron Rodgers always takes the ball, the, the game clock down. But there was times they were breaking the huddle with 10 to 8 seconds left. They're, those pass rushers are going to tee off, and we have these young offense linemen in. We got to get on. We at least have to get on the ball a little bit earlier. If you're not going to home, might help if, that. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not going to snap the ball until one or two seconds left on the clock, fine. But get on the ball because the, one of the big reasons Aaron does that is because he can diagnose the defense. Yep. If you're lining up with five seconds left, you don't, he doesn't have time to do that. I know yeah, he's a he doesn't have time he's to brilliant, work but I mean he's he's not going to be able to make adjustments or anything. Correct. So doing that, and then. You talked about like better communication in the zone defense. On the coaches' side, I think they need to be willing to play to the strengths of their players a little oh, bit yeah. more. Yeah, if if you have Jair Alexander, who you just gave a huge contract to, saying, "Hey, give me this person, let me try," yeah. maybe after you realize that he's put up 140 whatever yard, 50 mm-hmm. yards in the first half, you may be making adjustments. So just adjust better. So that was kind of what I was going to tee off on. That is, be willing to make those adjustments faster. Our defense did play a little better in the second half at least holding them to, like, field goals and stuff, right? So being willing to make those adjustments quicker than wait until halftime. Um, the other things I got, too, is use the running backs more. Uh, so Jones and Dillon had 25 touches for 155 yards, and the rest of the Packers offense, 31 for 118. That's a little yeah, rough. So. We just need to get those guys touches. They're probably the two best offensive playmakers on our team, Sands Rogers. Yeah. So be willing to give those guys more touches. And then the last thing I have is clean up the missed tackles. They have 10 of them. 
Yeah, which is oh, it's yeah, just it's pretty gross to think about. When in the first half of last year, we were one of the better tackling teams yeah. in the league. So to see them miss a bunch of tackles in week one is pretty inexcusable for all the playmakers we got in defense and stuff. Yeah. So that's uh, what I got to improve. All right. Well, I'll kick it to Brian. I'll let him give the Packers Bears injury report. So Bears, the only person out is their geriatric wide receiver they uh, they drafted this year. 38-year-old Bellis Jones, so they're pretty healthy. Um, so the Packers are getting – Bears fan in the audience. <laughs> we have a Bears fan over here. <laughs> um, so it, it sounds like Alan Lazar is going to play. Uh, Tanyan's getting – hopefully he won't be on a snap down. Um, we have three kind of questionable people going in. I don't think Bakhtiari is going to play. Uh, he's questionable coming in, but if you go back to last week, Ryan would put out it's probably one more week away. Um, and the fact that he was questionable. Now, all you Packers fans, like, there's a certain agency out there that likes to write, oh, every time he practices or doesn't. Look, Matt LaFleur already said, even when he starts playing, that he's going to be game on, or day on, day off. Guess what? Who just got announced that they're going to take a break every Wednesday? This Brady. No one's freaking about that. Look, Bakhtiari is a veteran. He, If he's going to practice off Thursdays, he practiced in full pads. Look, he practiced in full pads on Wednesday. He took Thursday off. He was out there on Friday. And we don't know if he was in the walkthrough on Saturday, okay? so But he's probably not going to play this week, but he's getting close. I just want to puff my chest a little bit because I know that I said it before the season started <laughs> that Bakhtiari wasn't going to practice three days in a row. Yeah. And then Matt LaFleur comes out and says, yeah. Bakhtiari is not going to practice three days in a row. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. So, look, everyone, <laughs> needs to take, everyone needs to take a chill pill. Even if he doesn't play this week, he's getting closer. He's Even practicing if he in full pads. Yeah. Even if yeah. he doesn't play until week and, four. And everyone's like, well, why didn't they put him on IR? Guess what happens if you put him on IR? He can't practice. They're getting, they they're letting him practice. Four games. Let him practice and see. Yeah, and there we go. Lewis, Lewis gets, gets the vet rest, vet rest every week, and right. no one complains about it. Yeah. I literally seen someone comment this. Someone, yeah, talk about geriatric. There you go. Bellis <laughs> Jones is still somehow older than Lewis. but And Lewis has played in the league for 15 years. But uh, I seen someone comment that, oh, it's, he won't, you know, Something about him, Bakhtiari drinking beer. It's just like, yeah, go touch some, go touch some grass. Okay, he's gonna get back on the field. Okay, and now, um, so then we got Elton Jenkins, who was a full participant. I think he's gonna be close. I, I think there's a chance he plays tonight. I think they're gonna see what he does pregame, and that would be a huge. If we can push him out to right, and then maybe kick Newman in, I would love to see Tom there. But Newman's got to be better than Hanson, like, and then have Yash who played at left. Look, there's no. Doubts about it. Robert Quinn can wreck a game. Yeah, and right. they have that uh, Demary or Demarcus or Demarius Robinson they drafted uh, in the, um, late. Dominique Robinson. Dominique Robinson, sorry. Yep. He, he he had a really good first game, too. Yep. And then John Runyon Jr. had the concussion. He was limited yesterday, uh, Friday, so I'm hoping that means he went through the concussion protocol. protocol. If he cleared protocol, he'll play. Yep. So there's a chance we're, we're only going to be missing one offensive line starter tonight, and that will be big for us. Yeah. So. Um, but Bay Walker's us, back. Nixon, Caleb Jones yeah. is on yeah. the active roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Caleb Jones, like, on those goal line carries, come in and yeah. just wreck people. Like, could you imagine yeah, line right right back? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> that overall, just follow Godzilla into the painted yeah. area. Only The only injury of consequence last week for us was um, Barnes. Yeah. Uh, Quay Walker's playing this week. Um, you have Nixon, who's playing this week. So, everyone... We're, we're getting healthier, so hopefully it continues to be that way. You never want to see anyone get hurt. I've seen some Bears fans hoping that, oh, Aaron Rodgers' neck's already bothering him. Let's finish the job. Like, come on, man. Like, if you think sad. you have to hurt Aaron Rodgers to be happy, right? Just I mean, get we, your team better. Okay? We talked about it last night. Like, 
we want to see Justin Fields have a bad game, but none of us want to see Justin Fields get hurt. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, like, you know, these athletes are all still people, which is something that Jake and I have talked about at length. Lily um, saying hi, uh, Simon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that's, pretty sure that's Tyler. That's my mother-in-law saying yeah. my, my kid says hi, Dan. Um, What's up, Dan? What's up, Dan? Um, Dan, I'm surprised you're not here in person. It must be working or something. Um, but with, you know, like we said it, um, we don't want players to get hurt, even if they're rival players. Like yeah. during the Bucks and Celtics series, Marcus Smart got hurt, and we're like, "Or hope he's okay." Like, yeah. it, it, nobody wants to win by opposing players no, getting yeah. injured. You want to be the best by beating the best, right? And you want to beat the other team when they're at their best. So, let's talk about the Packers' offense versus the Bears' defense. I just got to throw out a stat that I heard this morning uh, from Bill Huber on Twitter. If you took Aaron Rodgers' career touchdowns versus the Bears. Hey, you want to listen to this Bears fan? This is just one team, Aaron Rodgers versus just the Bears, and put him on the Bears' all-time list. He would be fifth all-time, three behind Mitch Trubisky. That's so disgusting. That's so bad. Yeah, you want to boo or something? Yeah, yeah. No comment. No comment. Um, so the Bears haven't won since 2018. Uh, the Packers are 11 and one since 2016 against the Bears. Um, head to head all time, the Packers lead the all time series 103 to 95 and six ties. Um, the Bears have 784 team wins in their history. The yep. Packers have 782. So hopefully in these next two weeks we can get the Packers tying the Bears for the most record or the most wins of all time. But so I'm gonna let you go first about the Packers offense versus the Bears defense. What are, what are some things you're looking at on that? Run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone yeah. has that probably Try written him. down. What's that say? Yeah, run, run the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. Run the ball. The Bears mine just, mine just says pound the ball. Pound the ball. Okay. Uh either way, uh yeah, the Bears were pretty abysmal last week uh, against San Francisco on the ground. And I feel like with the power of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they should just run the ball down their throat. And I feel like that's that's our way to win this week. Yep. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I'm in agree. Uh, as it says, it's, it says run the ball, right? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm says, def- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little more not uh, family friendly, but uh, I'm definitely watching the O line versus the Bears pass rushers too. Robert Quinn, like I said, can wreck the game. Dominique Robinson is uh, look really good. You mean real fun, uh, and Roquan Smith too. Like he, so those three players, we gotta make sure we're we have you know we put somebody on them because they can wreck the game. Um, so if we can lock up them three really and focus on them, I think we can beat everyone else. Jalen Johnson is nice, but I think he can be beat. Um, Luke agrees. Run the but ball. we definitely need to run the ball. Yeah, run the ball. Luke. Um, yeah. Let's run the ball. Like I would love for the, our first drive to come out like eight runs, get a score from it, and then we build the passing game off that. The problem last week. The second series. The problem last week was we tried to pass. We tried to pass the ball last week without really getting our running game going. The running game last week was a little hit or miss. It had the big gainers and then smaller ones. But like, if we can run the ball consistently and open up that play action, I think we'll we'll see. I feel like that's always been Aaron Jones' mo too. It's like he's not a consistent like get four or five yards run. He'll break off a huge one at any point. Any point. He had one last week. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a monster run. The one that didn't call, get called back was great, oh, too. Yeah. But the thing is, Aaron Jones finishing a game with eight touches, not acceptable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the Bears' defense allowed 331 yards last week, 167 of them on the ground. In a so, monsoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're running through a pool and still let that many yards up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, 
really, really no way around that that being the main part of the game plan is to run the ball. Um, the 49ers were also 8 for 17 on third down. Oh, wow. So basically 50% of third downs the 49ers yeah. complete or uh, converted. Um, 49ers really just hurt themselves by penalties. Yeah. So the Packers only committed two penalties last week. The 49ers committed 12, 12 penalties by the 49ers last week for Each 99, 99 yards. yards. Yeah. The Bears had three for 24. Yeah. So I know we're not talking about it yet, but the penalties that – the penalty yards was a third of the offense, uh, Bears' offensive production. So, uh, that, um, San Francisco also won the time of possession. They they had the ball for 33 minutes and 28 seconds. The Bears only had it for 26 seconds or 26 minutes and 32 seconds. Yep. Um, the Bears did generate two sacks. Their best performers were Rokon Smith and Dominique Robinson. So those are two guys that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. But um, Brian, what's the matchup that you're looking for from the Packers' offense against the Bears' defense? Like I said, just protecting our run blocking with hopefully Ellen Jenkins back there. But if Ellen Jenkins is not back, God forbid Elton and Runyon are out. Like, that would be – Caleb Jones might start. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be ideal. But if that's <laughs> the case, whoever's out there, they need to they need to run block yep. and they need to they need to pass block. I think maybe you see a little bit um, Mercedes Lewis if that's the case. Yeah, too. exactly. But but the big thing is just our, our offensive line is the linchpin to us winning games at this point. Like, once they're healthy, we'll be better. Because yep. even though the wide receivers didn't look great and everything last week, there was times they were open. It's just that the pocket collapsed too much yep. and we can get them the ball. Yeah, that's what happened the fourth and the fourth down pass that Rogers yeah. tried to force the onion. He just had to get rid of the ball. Yep. There's no point in taking a sack on fourth down. Like, might as well Chuck take a up. chance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So my big thing will be offensive line versus their pass rushers because right. uh, Bears have, you know, that one thing they've always had is consistently good pass rushers. Yeah. It looks like they might already have another one in Dominique Robinson yep. coming up the pipeline. And like we said, Rokon Smith, as much as I was kind of clowning Bears fans for him earlier, saying that he'd be our third linebacker, he's a good player. Yep. So um, they just need to not let him get through the line and cause some problems. Yeah. Um, Simon, what's your matchup that you're watching? I got Alan Lazard versus uh, Jalen Johnson. I think with our wide receiver production last week, uh, getting another guy on the field that Rodgers can trust in the passing game versus probably their second best, third best defensive player. I really like Jalen Johnson. I think he's a fine player. And so I think, again, a guy that Aaron Rodgers can trust on the field again might open up our offense. A Somebody to help more. some short yardage situations too. Like we were kind of hoping that guy would be Sammy Watkins last week, but what did he have two receptions? I think two for 17 or something yeah. like that. Uh, so having Ellen Lazard back is a guy that I feel comfortable could get 10 targets and finish the game with eight receptions, mm-hmm. even if it's not for 150 yards, even if it's eight receptions for 85 yards. And it's just a guy you can trust, a guy you can go to on third down, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm looking at the Packers running backs, just getting more touches. So just kind of beating a dead horse on that. Yeah. Just getting A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, two of your best players, more touches. That's, like I said, pretty pretty basic thing to look at, but it's it's what I'm watching for. So um, let's talk about the Packers' defense versus the Bears' offense. The Bears' offense only put up 204 yards last week. And, and 25% of that came on one play, the 51-yard <laughs> touchdown. So literally one quarter of their offense came on one play. Broken play. On a broken play. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they averaged 2.7 yards per carry. Oh, God, and that's so We gross. have a pretty good rush defense, so if we can slow them down and make Justin Fields um, beat us throwing the ball, it's going to be a bad day for them. So I, I will say to the, the Bears offense, it actually was pretty decently balanced. So they're 204 yards. They had 105 passing and 99 rushing yards. So I will say there is something there for their balance. 
Um, and again, so out of 105 yards, essentially 50% of them came on one play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Bears were five for 14 on third down last week. Um, 17 passes to 37 rushes. Uh, should be a good look to see how the Packers handle the run, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, so looking at the three three main rushers last week, Khalil Herbert actually had nine carries for 45 yards. He was actually pretty decently efficient. Um, David Montgomery had 17 carries for 26 yards. Jeez. Terrible. There's a lot of Bears He was in fans. the NFL top 100 this year. Yeah. <laughs> Over Aaron Jones. <laughs> Over Aaron Jones. Um, and then Justin Fields. He had 28 rushing yards on 11 carries. Oh, wow. Justin Fields had 11 carries last week. So that's – I had that circled in my notes. But, um, Simon, what are you looking at for Packers defense versus the Bears offense? I think it's more uh, playing to how I think the Bears will play with uh, Luke Getze, uh, offensive coordinators. There is going to be a lot of play actions and bootleg routes and stuff. So just not being disciplined and, you know, holding those lanes and stuff is going to be crucial in keeping – Justin Fields at bay running the ball because he crushed us last year in the second game yep, yep. W- with his legs. I think he had like 70 yards or so. Yep, yep. I got him written down for mine. Yep. Atta boy. Is that All what right. yeah. <laughs> so, that right. so, what was it? So um, so my, my matchup I'm watching is Campbell and Quay Walker versus Justin Fields. So Justin Fields in the first game. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it last night. So I told you yeah. we should coordinate this before. but yeah. Um, uh, so the first game against this, Justin Fields had six carries for 43 yards, and the second game he had nine for 74. So he's averaging like – Sounds close. Yeah. Yeah. He's averaging what? What would that be? Like? I know. Close so. to 10 yards a carry against yeah, us. So this time. So our like Sounds eight yards a carry against us. So we, just, <laughs> we need to contain him. I think if we can if we can slow down their running game and contain Justin Fields and make him throw the ball, there was a couple times like on that throw to Dante Pettis – like I know they let him wide open, but you want him like going across the left field and throwing the ball back over. He's yeah. gonna throw some interceptions and stuff that Starting way. Darnell Savage so. season. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Brian gave his matchup that he's watching already. Um, he mentioned Quay Walker and Justin or um, Devondre Campbell against Justin Fields. Um, I just had Quay Walker specifically versus Justin Fields with, with those eleven rushes. That's a lot of times for him to be running around. Yeah. Um, and then Cole Komet last week. He had zero catches. Yep. Saying. Yeah. Um, so potentially seeing Quay Walker versus Cole Komet as well. Oh, um, bringing up, um, I mentioned it to you guys last night, um, Quay Walker being on the field makes it really hard to get things going in the flat. We saw it against the Vikings last week. Kirk Cousins, that, that one-yard gain that he had to his tight end. Tight end caught the ball, turned around, and he was being swallowed by Quay Walker. He had a good stop on third down, I think, to yeah. force a fourth and one. And same with like those like those outside pitches, the McCarthy special. It's third and four, and we're going to run an outside pitch. Um, Quay Walker is good me. to identify. Yeah. <laughs> Walker will be good at identifying those plays and actually getting to them before they reach the sticks, like Martinez style. Yeah, um, there's one play I watched where he reacted like crazy quick, like uh, to the run fake and got that foul. Like, probably yeah. the one you're talking about. Yep. His burst to it was awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, Simon, what? Uh, what matchup are you looking at? I got our pass rushes versus rookie left tackle Braxton Jones. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think Gary is just going to dominate him, to be honest. But you can line Penny up on that same yeah, side and just same. put them together and put Darren yeah. Reed in the middle. Because I, I feel like Preston Smith had sort of an underrated game last time too, or last game too. I think he was pretty. Everything he does is just underrated. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was pretty consistent at getting a pass rush win. Um, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to our pass rush versus our offensive line. 
got, even Kenny Clark, I think, is going to feast on yeah, yeah. on, on oh. their inside. I think a good bonus one is wasn't there some uh, words exchanged between Jaw and Moody yeah. this week? Yeah. So we'll see. I know Jaw wants him, so yeah. we'll see if they put him on him or if they can st- stick with their zone more. But um, we'll look, Mooney's a nice player, but he hasn't proved enough to probably be calling out Jaw. Uh, yeah. I uh, just call, so. Saying that he runs from like matchups or whatever he said. Like, hopefully they like all right. And and it's not like the Bears have an Adam Thielen type player that makes him nervous, especially in the red zone. Like the Bears don't have that that second. That second guy that you really need. We'll see about. if they're looking to force a player to EQ as well for like, like a revenge or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, thank you for EQ. It's like, bro, he caught one ball for <laughs> yeah, a touchdown, ball. like on a blown coverage. Like, calm down a little bit. I get it yeah. that it was in a monsoon, but yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, Jake's weather report will be delivered by Bryant this week. So, what are we looking at weather wise for today? Uh, looking like perfect weather, to be honest. It was supposed to rain, but. Uh, that pretty much went away, so which is good for me and Simon and Sammy because we're going to be at the game. So uh, we're, it's going to be a gorgeous Sunday night kickoff time. We're looking at 71 degrees. Sun will be down at 6.57 and a 7-mile-an-hour sustained wind with gusts up to 14. Shouldn't really be an issue inside of Lambeau Field. Um, are there going to be any puddles on the field? No, uh, we will not, they will not be playing in a swimming pool. Are the, line, are the sidelines going to be straight? No, Matt Ramage Matt Ramage paint the, the sidelines <laughs> side this weekend. So oh, um, uh, we should have uh, we we went and seen the field yesterday. First off, the sideline is uh, wider than three inches, so that's good. I don't know what they were doing in Chicago. It's just like one of those walking chalk things, yeah. and the guy like stepped in a pothole. It, like, it looked like my high school just... when I played high school baseball. It looked like our follow line from the you know ninety eight year old person that was trying to draw it with chalk. <laughs> Same guy that's uh, been chalking the yeah, line exactly, since, since and... World War Two. Uh, so. <laughs> the, the field looked really good condition yesterday, so oh, yeah. we should be good there. Oh, yeah, uh, weather should be good. perfect, so no excuses tonight. Nice, nice summer night in Lambeau Field. All right, so give me your give me your X factor for tonight's game, Brian. So my X factor for tonight's game is Alan Lazard. So um, having Rogers number one, who he hyped up. I mean, they wore the. I mean, the, everyone cried about. Did I steal your X Factor? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brian isn't allowed to talk first anymore. <laughs> so, um, having, I mean, they wore the, you know, make a uh, Green Bay's offense great again or shirt or whatever that mm-hmm. people cried about um, yeah. with Alan Lazard and Rodgers. So, Rodgers obviously feels very comfortable about having Lazard in this offense because yeah. I don't think that he's just going to pump him up and then not throw him the ball. Right. I won't be surprised if he sees eight to 10 targets tonight yeah. easy. So I think having that safety blanket plus an additional one is Robert Tunyon getting more snaps. Yeah. I think if he plays more tonight, he I feel like he was really on a snap count last year or last week. So if he plays more tonight and they they kind of release him now or let him go free because they feel comfortable with him, I think we're gonna see a lot more better uh, third down conversions and chunk plays like that. So. All right, Simon, who's Simon your ex-factor? The fly. What's, <laughs> what's funny is if you were going to pick Lazard, I was going to pick Tony. <laughs> so, so he got, got him. His I, I, I also, do. Brian's also like, hey, let me throw in a bonus one real quick, too, and that takes Simon's back up. Which is, is funny is because I was going to talk a little bit about Tunyon coming on more as the season went along. Like He's going to get healthier. He's going to see more snaps on the field. I, I feel really good about him tonight. If Jalen Johnson is going to cover Lazard, I think if I want to go third, I'm going to talk about the w- rookie wide receivers too. I think they could play a huge part in this game of, of Jalen Johnson's going to be covering because I don't really trust anyone else in their, uh, secondary. In their secondary that much. Did you see Eddie Jackson get laid out last yeah, week? Yeah, he got. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and Simon were talking about this. Like he's talking about the rookie side wide receivers. We were talking a little bit about 
Watkins and Cobb, they didn't show me. I know they were under pressure, but they didn't show me a lot other than the third down last yeah, week. And I'm like, oof. Like, so maybe, you know, I think they're still safety blankets, but we need to bring these rookies on, like you're saying, because because I don't think – I mean, I like Cobb and I like a Watkins, but they're not going to – So you mean you don't want to bring in Cole Beasley? You'd rather develop a young wide receiver? Yeah. People calling for Cole. He doesn't move the needle at all. What does yeah. he do? He doesn't do anything. He's not. He gonna takes be playing time away from other players, yeah. essentially, because yeah. uh, Romeo Dobbs lined up in the slot a lot last week. Yeah. People were wondering why Amari Rodgers isn't getting a lot of offensive snaps. Zero. And then you want to bring in a guy who plays the same position. Yeah. Hey, and all, I know I wrote early in the season, like, hey, maybe bring Julio Jones in, but it didn't happen. But for all the people that are crying, like, oh, look what he did. This, tell me what he does this week. He Tim holds a clipboard. Who, Tim wanted Julio Jones, and yeah. it's week two, and he's, he's already he's out. He's already out. Shocker. <laughs> What was oh. his ankle? Knee. Knee? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he landed on his everything. knee. His Land, knee. Yeah. It was his so, knee. Uh, so, Tim, you wanted Julio. It's week two, and he's already injured. Um, <laughs> Max, so, Tim. That's so, like, uh, last comment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about 2020 and Lazard. Yeah, right. Well, it is. I'm it not going to lie. He got, he got smoked on that. <laughs> um, well, maybe that'll happen with my X Factor. My X Factor is Clay Walker. I'm going to keep bringing it up. The thing that really stood out to me when preparing for, for this show was was Justin Fields having 11 rushing attempts. He's going to get that's, smacked. That stood out to me big time as something that's it, – it's potentially an outlier, but if the Bears are either doing that on purpose or if they're okay with him running that much, I'm really looking to see what Clay Walker can do to him and, and force him to have a long Sunday night. Um, He's got the speed. It's there. Exactly. Yeah, um, and that's – you know, arguably one of the reasons they drafted him was, yeah. you know, if Justin Fields is going to be in this division for a long time, get a guy that can potentially handle him for a long time. Yeah. And that's, and like Fields said the game was going slow for him. It's not going to be slow if Clay Walker's running at him. I promise you. Going I don't, like I said, I don't want him to get hurt, so I hope he's – when he does year. scramble, I hope he's smart and he slides because if Clay Walker and Campbell get a free shot yeah, on him that up, he's not right. ready – because he's probably not used to that speed from Green Bay. So if he thinks he's running around the, the line or whatever, and then Quay Walker comes out of nowhere and yeah. – like, I don't want to see the young kid get hurt, but he, hopefully he's careful. Yeah. So he, Part of their, their offense is running the ball, but with him. Right. So we'll see what happens. So my key to victory is setting the tone early. Um, just basically take the wind out of Chicago sales right away, whether it be setting the tone with the offense or with the defense, whether the Packers start with the ball or not. But just enforcing your will the way that the, we know the Packers' offense is capable, the way the defense is capable. We know that there's playmakers all over the roster. It's just going to come down to execution and just setting the tone really early. So, Simon, what's your key to victory for the Packers? Yeah, slowing down, uh, slowing down the run. I, I think them just not being an, an overly passing team, uh, slowing down the run, make sure they don't get those huge chunk plays on us. Um, Justin Fields is still a very fast human being. Um, yep. And if he gets an opening, he's going he's gonna to take it a long way on us. So, I, I think slowing down the run from the quarterback and the – and, I mean, Montgomery's still a good player, right? Their, their yeah. offensive line has some questions on it. He's Just not Aaron Jones level. He shouldn't have been no. the tight end over. He's not Aaron Jones level. But he's still a good running back. And I do like Khalil Herbert a little bit. And all he three was of more those. Efficient back yeah, last, year. Last, yeah. year, last year he played us. I think he had 100 yards with Montgomery. Yeah, he's nice. On us. So, I mean, he. So just slowing down the run and controlling the pace on the. Make him throw the ball. I want Justin Fields to beat us. Well, I don't want to beat us, but you want to force by, him, force to, him be to beat us yeah. via the pass. All right, Brian, what's your X factor? 
Uh, your key so to victory, factor, sorry, we did X-Factor yeah. already. Yeah. What's your key to victory? Key that, my key to Do victory one, is uh, maintain consistent pressure and contain fields, kind of like we've been talking about. If he, uh, he is turnover prone. Uh, he should prove that last year. Obviously, he'll get a little bit better. Yeah. But if uh, you keep the pressure on him, he's going to make turnover-worthy mistakes. Yeah. Now, the key is Eric Stokes and those who are whoever need to catch the damn ball. If he throws a, if they, if he throws an interception, we need to make those uh, – those uh, catches those plays, and yeah. turn, make those plays. So I think if you contain him and you keep pressure on him, he's gonna he's gonna make mistakes. And I think um, the key, basically the key victory is force those mistakes. So, all right, give me your score prediction. We gonna do Sam, Simon says first, or are we gonna score? No, score prediction. Score prediction. No. Okay, wait, no. yeah, we'll, we'll do it the other way around. We'll do yeah. Simon says first. All right, so Simon says is our new our newest segment that we've introduced. Ass brother, um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Basically, just bold predictions for every single game. Go away, Chris. Um, so, so uh, I have two this week. Bryant, I don't know if you came with 11 like you did no, last week. No, I got week. three. Okay. I got three. I'll let you go first so I don't steal yours. Okay. All right. So, my first one is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon each having 125 scrimmage yards. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, if we, if we utilize both backs as much as – excuse me, I hope we do – Give it like a twenty percent chance. I think they both get a good amount of touches. Where if they bite off some huge plays on the Bears, that it's completely possible. And them taking up about you know sixty percent of our offense, in which I think we could do during the game, I can see it. Yeah. So Chris said the key to victory is hammering with Dylan and not taking a foot off the gas. We 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 talked about that when we were doing the recap that it's that's. Something that before getting away from his game plan. Yeah. Really quickly. As soon as they're not down a touchdown, they act like the game is like way out of hand. It's panic, panic yeah. mode. Um, you want to alternate? You want to give one of yours? Uh, yeah, I'll give one of mine. Um, like we said, these are supposed to be bold, and Simon just gives you know a percentage. So my first one is, uh, and I think there's a chance this does happen. Is Packers force three turnovers on their way to five sacks in the game? I don't think that's way out of hand. I'll give like a forty percent. Forty percent. All right. Yeah. If if they play tonight really well. I don't think there's a problem giving this defense five sacks with the way they were able to get to Kirk Cousins, and maybe they'll have much more without Justin Jefferson being like being a player on their team. I think they have a good shot at getting five sacks. Like I would give five sacks like an eighty percent chance. So Fields is, Fields is going to want to run outside the yeah. pocket and try to extend plays, and but that that goes along with what I was saying is they have to stay in. Stay true to you know their lanes and stuff, and not over pursue inside and allow them to get. I gotta like imagine that. Campbell or Quay are gonna be spying yeah. right. fields, right? And then you know, anytime you get outside, you're looking at Preston Smith or Sean Gary chasing after him. Even if it's one of those situations where he doesn't have anybody to throw to, he takes off running, yeah. and you just push him out of bounds a yard short of the sticks, like that counts as a sack. Yeah, because the only place for really for the Bears last week is when. Um, Fields extended the play, right? Especially at Dante Pettis when he's running around, scrambled, and Dante Pettis just squirted free. So, yeah. All right, so my second one is that the Packers have the largest margin of victory in the NFL this week. Ooh. That's a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other games? Big- yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, right now we got Commanders and Lions. There's fucking news. Jacksonville and Colts are going on right now. Colts. You got the Bucks and Saints. I see. Packers are at home, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, who are the Bills Dolphins. playing? Tennessee. Yeah. Dolphins. Oh, that might be a that might be a Dolphins barn burner. Dolphins, uh, are, playing Dolphins the... are playing Baltimore, yeah. and they're already down seven nothing in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'd... 
Damn, this is a hard one. Because <laughs> I, I could definitely. Yeah, I knew I, when I wrote it. this one down. That's I'm like, fine. Oh, this is gonna be a good yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it like a fifty percent chance. I, I think the Dolphins are not the Dolphins. The Bills, Tennessee game, get out, out of hand. Right. I don't trust Tennessee that much. Yeah. All so right. my, I have two more. So the one is just kind of a joke that we were talking about preseason, but. Um, the, my second one that I think could happen is Watson bounces back in a big way and he posts 100 plus yards. I mean, you could, you could essentially yeah. have that in two big plays. Yeah. yeah. I think if he plays a good amount of snaps, like I think he will, I, yeah, like a 30, 40% chance. Uh, if Lazard's, I mean, if he's not being covered by Jalen Johnson, then yeah, I could see, I could see it. Okay. And then my last one is that, and, it can either be that he throws none or we have a game like a few years ago and we're up 42 nothing. But Jordan Love accounts for as many touchdowns as Justin Fields. <laughs> we should have expected a Jordan Love appearance in this. Like, like a five. I, the I, fact I, that know, that's even a chance is yeah, sad, to I, be honest. If, Dude, if we blow that, him out and he, he ends up playing a good amount of the fourth quarter, maybe. Or but if I, I think Bears Justin put up Fields, a goose egg. I, yeah, I mean, that's – I right. almost I don't thought about so. putting a shutout yeah. in there. I thought about it. I think shutouts it's are hard so to do hard, in the NFL. Like so a two percent chance. I was thinking about it. It's like the Packers shut out the Seahawks last year with yeah. Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, yeah. DK Metcalf. Russell yeah. Wilson was coming off an injury. Yeah, though. he just fought. It was a hand injury, I think, too. Yeah. So, I, I, I think, I think they're going to score this game yeah. at least once. I think we all have that yeah. in our score predictions. Yeah. Tim said twenty-four to ten Packers okay. interception for Alexander. Let's go. I think that's a fair one, but. Yeah. Um, Brian, I'll let you go first, seeing as Simon actually stole this from you. Yeah, I, I got show, one but... for. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. Simon, Simon is saying. I now, think Zach Tom overtakes Hanson as the net, one of the next guys up. I the think offensive if, line. I think if Zach week. Tom doesn't start at left guard for Runyon tonight, that he starts at right, right. Guard. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Zach Tom earned his keep last week. I, I kind of had him as an underrated guy, but I think he he played pretty well when he came in for John Runyon. So I, I could see him being one of those next guys. Like a sixty-nine percent yeah. chance. <laughs> we had to, that wasn't in the yeah, show yet. So we had yeah, to we had to get a sixty-nine reference in there. Wisconsin had to ruin it for uh, us last night. Yeah, yeah. dude, they're a field goal short. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, New Mexico State, take yeah, one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let it happen. Um, all right. So now, Brian, give me your give me your so score prediction. I'm going to go twenty-seven to thirteen. Twenty-seven thirteen. So I think uh, this defense can definitely hold them to one touchdown. Um, and then a couple field goal tries, as long as special teams doesn't let up anything crazy. I think we gave up a punt return to a touchdown from last year against Bears, or they scored a special teams touchdown on they us. They definitely had a special yeah. teams touchdown so, on us. So if we can avoid any of that stuff, I think we can we can have a pretty, game, a pretty good game against them. I don't think the Packers offense is ready to burst out yet for like a 42 or anything yet. I would love to see it because I'm going to be there, but I think, <laughs> you know, they should be able to score into the 20s this week for sure. Yeah. Simon, what's your score prediction? I also had 27-13. Yeah, like Brian said, I I think the offense still is going to work out some kinks. But I feel feel like the defense is going to be much more uh, consistent with either getting to Justin Fields or winning that pass rush and hopefully uh, shutting down the run a little bit more. I I know uh, last week they kind of killed us in the run, uh, kind of underrated almost. Uh, Dalvin Cook and – Alexander Madison had a pretty good game against uh, our Look, if we, most if, if we give it Yeah, up. it did. And But even if you take away – I was reading something. If you take away both their first – or both their longest runs, they still average four yards a carry against us. 
Look, which is pretty. I mean, it's admirable at least. I mean, you run the ball three times yeah. before you're there. You're getting a first. Time. If we yeah. give up thirteen, if we give up thirteen to the Bears tonight, that's seven points less than we gave up to the Vikings on the road. Yes. If you take away that that field goal that we pushed them back for, that was the offensive fault. Yeah. So I don't think that's all. And we're at home this time. I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't think it's too much. Sunday night football, so it's yeah. prime time. Um, factoring into my decision too was um, the Packers having their first game and knowing what they didn't do in their game plan that they wanted to do and that being such a big factor like they're going to come out and they're going to stick with what they've wanted to do the way that they've set their team up which is to run the ball and then run the ball and then throw the ball to the running back and then throw the ball to the other running back and then run the ball some more so I mean looking at the Packers offense that's to set themselves up in a position where they run the ball a lot and they use the run to set up the pass instead of trying to use the pass to set up the run so I went with 34-17. I gave the Bears a little more credit as far as points go, just because I think this is a potentially uh, a game where there's a lot more plays run, and okay. it just end up being a lot yeah. more possessions, but potentially higher scoring. That's game. not crazy because, look, under Matt LaFleur, the Packers are 2-2 two and two to start the seasons. And uh, in uh, three of those games, they scored 10, which they beat the Bears. That when that was when Aaron Rodgers said we have a defense or whatever. Nope. Was, they put up 10, 7, and 3 points in three of those four games. In the week two, they've averaged 34, just shy of 34 points a game. I didn't find my decision. I just picked 34. (laughs) So So one of the other things that uh, came out this week was LaFleur saying they didn't get both running backs on the field at the same time because there was only two on the active roster. Yeah. Well, Patrick Taylor Taylor, got signed to the active roster this week. So we might see a little bit more A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, which also kind of factors into one of your guys' bold predictions as well. Uh, So – I wanted to bring up because there was a lot of discussion about why Amari Rodgers wasn't on the field um, on offense a lot, and it did actually kind of factor into AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones being the only running backs on the roster that they oh, were that kind of sense. keeping Amari Rodgers on the sideline in case one of those two were to get hurt. That he was kind of the emergency running back because he was listed on the first step chart as the third running back on the roster. Yeah. So that that's a that'd me. be someone I'd love to see get a touchdown tonight. After I, I get what Aaron Rodgers said against them, and he didn't have any offensive snaps. But he had it like his response was like, "Yeah, like I need to play better. And I get it. I need to make a splash play or something." So I'd love to see a big splash player yeah, from some from him tonight, so and just see him make that's, a play. That's just for his confidability. Yeah. On Amari Rodgers is that he was held out of the yeah. wide receiver snaps yeah. as an emergency, emergency running, running back, back because they only carried two in week one. But um, is there anything else you guys want to throw oh, out there yeah. as as far as? The Packers are concerned. No, I feel comfortable with tonight. Should be a good game for this is my first Sunday night game at Lambeau. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. It's good to go to games in September. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the second game I'm going to this year will be in Washington, so that'll be a crappy stadium. So it won't be as fun, (laughs) but should be a good game. Taking my son. So it's funny you used the word crappy after I told you yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, the leaking pipe. Oh, I think they're uh, applauding the fact that the uh, looks like Tampa Bay just had a turnover. 
Tom Brady because oh, he didn't practice on Wednesday, just fumbled the snap. Stop. Yeah, maybe he should have played in the preseason. <laughs> that would have prevented that. Maybe, maybe if he was that you know preseason and didn't yeah. miss those eleven days, he would have uh, he would have taken that snap cleanly. <laughs> so that's how he's sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, couldn't tell <laughs> by all of us. <laughs> Look at ESPN. This you don't know. Like, people like really edge out on that stuff. So someone wow. said on ESPN this morning that he could have Aaron Rodgers could have worked more with coaches during OTAs. Them running around in shorts and throwing some half speed balls wasn't wasn't going to change what happened last week. Right. It wasn't the freaking receivers; it was the offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I so, think it was more on the offensive line yeah. as well. Uh, James is excited. He's he's excited for the Saints. Saints. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, as of yes. right now, we expect him to play. Yeah, yeah um, he's expected to play. It'll be what four fifteen. Probably when they have to have the official. So it's hour be and a half before kickoff so is when it comes out. Of three hours. Yeah. So, so, but I'm sure someone will leak it beforehand. Yeah. They've, they always, they're, they're already, already reporting they that he's playing. Yeah. Play, yeah. And it made it like we talked about too with the Patrick Taylor call up. They didn't call up Juwan Winfrey this week. So that, tell, that kind of signal too that, hey, uh, Lazard is healthy. Yeah, so, good to go. Yeah. I mean, he was running sprints on the sideline last week already, which means that, like, with. It signals to me if it was week 16 or week 17 and we're fighting for a playoff spot or a division that he probably would have played. Yeah. But with it being week one. Yeah. Yeah, um, Andy, we've uh, a couple times under LaFour, we've started one and two. Yeah. So, um, but that's my other brother. He's a Packer fan. The other one's a Minnesota yeah. fan. Well, but your yeah. other other so, brother is asking how many receptions do you think he has? 10 targets probably isn't wild. I, I think 10 targets wild. is a floor, to be honest. If he if he's not on a snap mm. count, I think he sees 10 targets. I, I think I, we my, said it before when we were talking about the offense versus oh, yeah, the defense. I think all. eight yeah. receptions on 10 targets yeah. for 85 or 90 oh, yards is. Look, I'll say, I'll say seven catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. That would fair. be a prediction. I mean, are we going right to see Alan Lazard scoring on 40% of his receptions again like last year? Yeah, eight touchdowns not. on 40 receptions? Probably not. That's... But... <laughs> Hey, Aaron, I'm for it. That touchdown Aaron might, is so insane. Aaron might feel like he has some stat catching up to do because you know he's a stat chaser and garbage time oh, like yeah, yeah, people like to say. So maybe he maybe when we get to the one yard line again, he'll throw it instead of uh oh, instead of running it. So maybe he'll be targeting Alan Lazard there. I would also throw all the Packers did this not a lot, but sometimes. Um not ruling out the uh, the possibility of Alan Lazard getting an end around. Yep. Um, they, they did twice seems, last week. Exactly. With like, and, and Watson. I love the fact that they got the ball in the Watson's hand yes. after the drop yeah. like that. With, and yeah, just handing yeah. it to him. And he <laughs> took two of those like 75 yards to the house in college yeah. for yeah. MDSU. So, yeah, I mean, the one that he had last week, it was what, like a nine, nine. yard game. Yeah. yeah. Nine yards and then Dubs actually got like yes. 11. He, yeah. 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 he had a nice one too. So. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule out something like that where Lazard gets, you know, one or two extra touches that yes. count as rushes, uh, whether it be. Maybe they'll try to move the Devontae Adams special, the wide receiver screen, and get Watson all with them because Watson played at North Dakota State where they just run the ball and run yep. the ball and run the ball. So um, having Sammy Watkins, who's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the NFL. Dude, that um, showed up on tape for Watson blocking yeah. last week. Absolutely showed up that he can block. Exactly. Watkins so having those two, I mean, you trip yeah. out Lazard, Watkins, and Watson. Yep. And whichever one you give the ball to, like you had yeah, two other bosses yep. out there blocking for the him. Same side as Mercedes Lewis. Dude, <laughs> that, Aaron, I mean, that Aaron Jones run, you could see it too. Yeah. yeah. They were out there blocking their asses off. 
a couple screenplays, you see Watson blo- blocking down the field, and it's like, man, he had that dude locked up. Like, yeah. that guy was not going anywhere. So I think potentially setting up some wide receiver screens like that is also another yes. way that they could get those guys involved. I was waiting for them to throw. Well, they tried to throw the one to Watson, but he didn't get his head around quick. I mean, the ball was on him right away. That would have been a tough play. I think right. That was almost picked off, luckily. I mean, it would have just made the bad game worse. But uh, I think they're going to try that with a more. I would love to see him on him and Lazard on some shallow crossers. like. Yeah. Let get put them in motion, snap the ball, and let him already be running. Yep. The dude he ran like a four three six. He's fast. Yeah, he's, yeah. So he's gonna run past Roquan Smith and stuff. Roquan Smith yeah. is fast too, but he's not gonna keep he's up with that. that. Fast. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to throw out there? Go pack go. Go go pack go. All right. Oh, you guys loud and ruckus tonight. Yeah, you guys we'll have fun at the game. And yeah. I'll be watching on TV. I'll see if we can see you guys on TV. Mm, but yeah. I want to thank everybody that came to watch. Thanks everybody that came and see us in person. Uh, thanks, thanks to Game Day Sports Bar for hosting us. Um, I think we're probably gonna get some food, get some lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch a little football. What? So yeah, we will we'll be back. What? Get some beer. Get some more beer. Yeah, get some more beer. <laughs> Simon is, Simon's like, I don't Simon need food. I just need beer. Days sober. <laughs> Simon just wants beer. Thanks, Cody. Uh, thanks for tuning thanks, Cody. in. Beer um, has carbs. We will be. Yeah, it does. Um, we'll be back <laughs> on. Jake and I will be back on Wednesday to talk Badgers and Brewers, and then we will have another Packers show coming up on Friday night. So we will see everybody again Wednesday and Friday. So All right, thanks. Thank you. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.